Welcome to the Camera Therapy Podcast. I'm Damien. And I'm Aline. Alright guys, so welcome to episode 99. I don't even know what episode this is anymore. Today we are talking about YouTube versus Vimeo. Where should you host your videos? Where should you post them? We'll talk about the ins and outs of both. YouTube is free and then Vimeo is paid. It's not super expensive, but you know, we'll kind of go into the benefits and the downside of each one. So let me be the first to say I've used both. Have you used Vimeo? Yeah, I I use Vimeo for most of my stuff. Okay, so you still use Vimeo? Yeah, I still use Vimeo. I pay for that shit. Oh my gosh. So tell everybody why you still on Vimeo. All right, so my use case, just so you guys know where I'm coming from, I do short films, music videos, corporate work, and I would like to have a lot of control over who has access to my videos and who's watching them. YouTube has good analytics and it has some decent control, but when I submit my stuff to festivals, for example, I want to be able to see, did they watch it? How long did they watch it for? And these types of analytics are really great on Vimeo. Uh, when I submit to a festival, I'll upload a video. So for example, let's say I'm submitting to TIFF, because everyone knows TIFF. Uh, I'll put one up on Vimeo. I'll have a password on it, so only people with the password can see it. Uh, that's something I think YouTube does not have. They have unlisted in private, but we'll get into that later. I can have a password on my Vimeo video. And then when the festival submission period is over and everyone's been selected or rejected, I get to see, did my festival actually even watch my video? Because some festivals don't do that. And there's been, there's no way to prove it unless you have the analytics to show. So I like to go back and be like, all right, did they watch the video? Did they watch the whole film? Did they watch the first five minutes of it and then stopped watching? This is going to be really useful because now I can tell if I got fairly treated or not because if you like it, whether you like it or not, your most of your films are going to be rejected because they can't accept everyone. But at least this way, you know if they're playing fair. And if not, you can, I don't know, get a refund for your submission fee at the very least. You probably can't take them to court for it because it's not worth it, but hopefully you can at least get a refund for your submission fee. And in other instances, I, I like Vimeo a lot because I get, in general, like this is just for everything, I like Vimeo because it honestly just looks better. When I post my videos on there, they are sharper. The compression isn't as harsh as YouTube because YouTube gets way more traffic. They have a lot more uploads going on all the time. They have to get a little bit more compressed just so they can keep it from overloading their own traffic in their servers. But Vimeo, because we pay for it, they allow us to have a little less compression so people watching all over can have a better time and filmmakers who put so much effort into every frame of their video gets to be appreciated as much as possible. Um, and one feature that people don't really know about that I like that comes with my Vimeo is that I, when I'm working with clients, um, and this doesn't really apply to, I would say, weddings, but when you're working with some corporate clients, uh, you can send the video to them. And instead of them getting back to you with like an email that has timestamps on it and be like, on 0, 10 seconds, we want this, and 0, 56 seconds, we want this. I like that you can send them a review link, which lets you type onto the video itself 
not just on the exact timestamp, but you can pinpoint exactly visually on the video what you're talking about and add a note there. And this makes communicating about video changes so much easier than email back and forth. You get, to, it's a very intuitive process. You're watching the video, you click where you wanna make a change and on the timestamp and everything is done on one space. You don't have to refer back to an email and dig up old email conversations and go through multiple review processes that way. So overall, it's a very professional driven solution for people who work with uh, clients. Yes, and honestly speaking, I pretty much agree with everything you said. And another fun fact, YouTube only will show your, because YouTube has an option where you can watch a video in 4K, but it's actually not full 4K. You get 2160 by 1440, which is not full 4K, whereas on Vimeo, you get 3840 by 2160, which is actually full 4K. I didn't even so, catch that. Huh? I didn't even know that. No? Yeah. No, that's... That's one difference, one big difference. So if you have a website, and I know a lot of people when they create a website, they're like, oh, should I host my videos through Vimeo or YouTube? Because if you do like Squarespace or Wix or all the other website creators, don't do Wix, by the way. Um, if you do your website creators, um, they give you an option to kind of host it through either Vimeo or um, YouTube. And I'll tell you guys what I did in a second. Uh, so I actually had Vimeo. I had Vimeo for about four years. And the reason why I got rid of Vimeo is not, it has nothing to do with the whole thing about paying for it because I saw the value in it. And honestly, for what it is, I didn't really think it was that bad. Um, one feature that I wanted to mention that you didn't mention that I thought was super helpful was the, the whole thing where aside from like when, Aline was talking about the whole perspective of being like a filmmaker and having revisions done. Say you do make revisions. And what I found find the most annoying about YouTube is that if you make a mistake in your video, you have to re-upload an entire video. And not only do you have to re-upload the video, but you have to write the caption again, or sorry, write the bio again, write the name again, write like all those little details, you have to write them all over again. But with Vimeo, if you literally want to just add some, like do some edits and then re-upload pretty much the same video just with some other edits to it, you can pretty much just replace the video. So replaced, replace the video that's already there with the new one and all your other stuff that you've written in and also the stats on the video will stay the same. With YouTube, if you re-upload a new video, you lose all your views, you lose all your traction. But with Vimeo, you keep those views, you keep all that traction, and you just replace it with a new version of the video. So for me, when I rebranded, um, I wanted to go back and re-edit some videos. So if I had that feature for YouTube, that would have been nice. Now, why did why did I switch to YouTube? So YouTube is owned by Google, which means that your videos will rank better on Google um, than Vimeo. Because YouTube is owned by Google, Google is going to, when it comes to videos that they're going to put in your face. So if you go on Google right now and type in Toronto wedding videographer or 
sorry, actually, bad example. If you go on YouTube right now, say you're a bride or a groom and you're looking for a certain venue and you're like, I want to see a wedding video that was shot there. And you type in um, the doctor's house. That's a real venue. The doctor's house wedding film. If I if what do you what do you think video, um, Google's going to recommend a wedding film that was that's hosted on YouTube or Vimeo? They're probably going to host the video that's they're probably going to recommend the video that's hosted on their own platform, which is YouTube. Ranking on Google, guys, is super important. You could have the best work possible, but if no one can find you on Google, then it honestly won't matter. Like and when I originally started my business way back, um, that was my struggle. People thought I had great work, but they could never find me on Google. So when I started thinking about I want to rank on Google, that's when I decided that I'm going to host all my videos through YouTube. If people see, if Google sees that people are watching my YouTube videos, which are just my wedding films that are hosted on my, on my website, then I would rank better. So at this point, there's 140,000 search results for the, the term Ottawa wedding videographer. That's where I'm from or that's where I'm at now. And I'm on page two. I'm at the top of page two. And the only people that are ahead of me are just people who literally been doing it longer than me. And then some people who are paid to be on page one, who are paying to be on page one. So, yes, that is a total side note, but a total gem. Um, but honestly speaking, I think it depends on what like what you're trying to do. If you're doing something like film or music videos or clients where you're not really trying to be found like that. Um, you know, Google may not be where people go looking for you. Like if you do music videos, people are not really like Ottawa music video director on Google. Most of the time, they're going to try and find you on Instagram because your videos, your content, all that is just right there on Instagram for them to see. And that's usually just a platform where people like that are going to be like artists and like guys who do music videos that kind of thing like rap artists that kind of thing so i think it depends on what you're doing for me i'm doing weddings i'm asking people to invest a crazy amount of money for me to shoot their wedding i have to give them the full experience the full website look and all that right so and they need to see reviews and all that kind of stuff so that's why i have a website with youtube um related uh linked videos so yeah, ranking on Google. If you want to rank good on Google, guys, I highly recommend using YouTube to host your videos. I don't love YouTube, guys, to, to be honest with you, for a few reasons. One, uh, they still leave advertisements on your video, which is annoying. Whereas Vimeo, there's no advertisements on your video. It literally just plays your video. And a cool feature is that you can actually change the colors. The interface on Vimeo looks way better like it, it, there's less clutter. They don't put the name Vimeo on there. Um, it, it just, it's a clean, very clean and not distracting looking video player. And you can change the colors to match your brand colors, which I did to kind of match the rest of my website to make it all cohesive. Um, you get full 4K playback. And what else? I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, and you know what? To be honest, in my experience, I had less issues with um, copyright, like copyright music, like that kind of thing. I had less issues. Um, but yeah. I think less it's issues a, on get, which one? 
less issues on Vimeo. Oh, okay, okay. But I also heard this story, which I need to mention, the Vimeo wipe story. So there was a time where a bunch of people got their accounts completely wiped clean. And literally, it's because they had licensed music in their videos. I think they had a certain amount of time where they had to get rid of them. And if they didn't, then your account got completely wiped. It was a weird time. And this did not help with me making a decision about what I wanted to do. So, Do you roughly um, remember how long ago that was? A lot of people, what was happening was they were get, it was a three-strike process. And it, essentially, if you got three strikes, then your account got wiped. And this was literally, this literally had everything to do with the whole issue of um, uh, if you use songs that are that are not licensed or that you don't have the license for. Um, in this case, the person's article that I'm reading, they actually had the license for the song and it still got flagged. So he got three strikes and then he got three strikes for one video. Oh, no, he, he got three. He got two other strikes for something else. Um, okay, so it says the first two strikes came from a private private videos from before 2010. So I that had unlicensed music on them. And then the third strike was on a wedding film where he actually had a, a song that he had a license for, but it still got flagged and his account got wiped. And because of this, he no longer has a Vimeo channel. That's and brutal. from what, yeah, very brutal. That's terrible guys um so he pretty much now hosts through youtube and that's pretty much what i do i don't love youtube youtube's interface is ugly you can't customize it to look a certain way most of the features that aline just mentioned earlier you do not get that with youtube um i wish they would be more innovative with their like with it but uh i guess they just haven't uh but they're google they don't have to listen to anybody Pretty much. Google is pretty much like the head head dude in charge at this point. So, um, yeah, there's not really much we can yeah, do. The main takeaway from this is figure out your use case. Where do you fall in? Are you someone that needs to be found through a search engine? Are you someone who is like more business to customer or business to business? Are you someone who's trying to build a portfolio? Do you need your stuff to look as nice as possible? These are the kind of questions you want to be asking yourself. And do you want to make adult videos? You know exactly where to go. So <laughs> there's there's a lot of options out there. You just got to figure out what you're doing. I think that last point there was pretty uh, informative. Yeah. Like there's only one, one or two places you would put adult videos on. You're not going to be messing around on Vimeo or YouTube. I don't think that's true. I think there's a lot of places you could put adult videos. There's a lot, but like, there's only like one or two where you would actually... I mean, I don't know. It's not my market. <laughs> it's not my market. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, just to give you guys an idea, uh, in case some of you guys are interested in Vimeo. So, aside from Vimeo's basic plan, they also have four other plans. Uh, for anyone that's really listening to this podcast, uh, the first two are probably going to be more appealing to you. So they have their plus program, uh, which is five gigs a week. And then you get up to 250 gigs per year and it ends up being billed annually. So with that price, build annually. If you do it annually, then you save 30%. 
So it ends up being $9 per month. Um, and this is Canadian currency, by the way. Now, if you do build per month, then it ends up being 13 bucks per month. So depending on how you want to do it, it definitely would be cheaper if you pay that one-time fee for it to be annual. Um, and then they also have Vimeo Pro. So Pro is 20 gigs a week. You get up to one terabyte a year. And then you can also have three team members. I don't even know what that means. Do you I know haven't what used that, that feature and I've never used Vimeo Pro. Is that what you said? I've only used Vimeo Plus uh, because it's enough for me. But yeah, the team members is completely beyond me. I've never used it or needed it. Okay, so you know what I think that essentially means? I guess there's three other people that can log into this one account, but you guys are still sharing that 20 gig a week limit, and you're still sharing that one terabyte a year. And um, I think if you can figure out how to, if you, you need to learn how to compress your videos well, if you're going to use this, because I remember when I first started out, I would always feel like I would easily exceed that five gig a week limit. And I think once your videos uploaded to a certain point, um, you're not going to be able to like, if you accidentally upload a crap video and you use up all your five gigs then that's kind of it. And you got to wait till like the next week, but you can't so, delete it. Yes, you can. Yeah. And you get oh, your and then five, you get gigs that five gigs yeah, back. Yeah. You get the five big gigs back if you delete it. Okay. All right, that's that's good then. So the last two are pretty much big ones that I don't think most people listening here are going to use. But you have Vimeo Business and then Vimeo Premium. Um, Vimeo Business, you have no limits whatsoever. You get five terabytes a year and then you can have 10 team members. So if you're running like a full-blown operation, uh, then you have that. And then there's also other aspects here that are added. So uh, video creation with custom branding uh you have a player that has a call to action button uh you can there's like more google analytics seo features built into it but um i think you would if you were really looking for that it would have to be for a very specific reason then they have premium which i won't even bother getting into because it's a whole another shebang different situation and so, yeah, I would start with Vimeo Basic, but to be honest, the problem with Vimeo Basic is they really don't give you enough um, space to even really post, like, say, if you want to post, like, a nice 4K video. But uh, if you're posting something, like, videos that are really short, then you could definitely get away with Basic. Uh, but honestly, I think the sweet spot, if you're looking for a solid one, and as far as price versus bang for buck, I would just go with Plus. The problem with Pro is that it's more than double the price and yes you're getting more space a week but i honestly don't think you're going to be uploading 20 gigs of footage a week and i just think that's kind of a lot of money to be spending per year um so i would go with plus plus is what i used and i know Halim was just saying he had that as well and yeah 250 gigs a year is not terrible if you learn when you're exporting your videos you guys do some solid compression and learn about codecs and stuff like that and you'll be fine another cool thing that you can do with um vimeo is that you can actually customize you have a little bit more 
options with customizing your thumbnails. Like for the most part, I find with other with YouTube, I have to like go onto a separate app to make a to make a thumbnail that looks somewhat presentable. Uh, but on Vimeo, you can. It's always I found it's always just been easier to find something that's decent. But I guess it just depends on your approach. But that's one little small thing I wanted to mention. Yeah, like you're saying, you can scrub through the whole video and get your get whatever thumbnail you want from there, right? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, YouTube doesn't do that anymore, or if they ever did. Another thing, guys, the biggest thing that I want to mention is that at the end of the day, where is everybody watching videos? If you're trying to find new viewers, if you're trying to make a channel or you're trying to make some sort of place where you want people to actually see your content, then I would recommend YouTube just because that's where everybody is. Um, that's where everyone's watching videos. I don't know anybody who's just kind of floating around on Vimeo. There definitely are people that are. Yeah, Vimeo is just more of a curated experience. Yes, definitely. I would say if you want a solid presentation for your films, whether you're doing music videos, uh, actual films, um, anything that's artistic where you're kind of controlling how it gets out to the public and you want it to have the most high-end presentation that you can have, then I would definitely recommend Vimeo over YouTube. I do see the value in Vimeo um, just for what I do because I film weddings. I need people to be able to find me. I need to rank well on Google. This is why I ended up using um, YouTube. And just, sorry, and yeah, I did crap on YouTube a lot. So YouTube does have some decent customization features as far as like when you upload a video, you can change the title, you can throw something in the bio, um, stuff like that. It's it's still some of that same stuff you would have on Vimeo, but Vimeo is definitely more customizable. Yeah, I think we covered a good rounded approach to both options. Yes, yes, we did. So this episode wasn't super long, but I hope it was informative. Let us know um, what you guys ended up going with if we kind of swayed you from one end to the other. And honestly, do some more research if you can on YouTube just so you can see like what we're talking about. But in the end, we kind of I think we're kind of both saying like it it really just depends on what you're filming. Um, They have their they have their purpose for each scenario and yeah so that covers the differences between youtube and vimeo if you have any questions you can always reach us out at camera therapy podcast on instagram but until next time thanks for listening